Welcome to episode 196 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. Alongside Brian Cristiano, I'm Rob Cressy. Today's topic is a mishmash of three different things, March Ad Sanity, the Masters, and Cubs opening day. But first, like we do every episode, we're going to give you a fact about me of the day so you can get to know a little bit more about us. Brian, what's your fact about me of the day? Just let it go. Just let it go. Uh, Ty, you have to edit this. No, you can leave it in, Ty. Oh, man, dude. I'm so unprepared. My mind is a fucking mess right now, dude. Um, So my my fact about me of the day is when I was 16, I think I've talked about this in the past, I started making skate videos. Dude, I never picked up a camera in my entire life. I just picked up a camera one day, like just started filming with it, started making these skate videos, um, decided I was better at filmmaking than I was at actually skating. And it was just crazy. Like all of a sudden I just realized like intuitively I could tell the story through the lens and it just started to happen. And that was like the budding of my career. That's where, you know, everything, everything happened since, you know, like just figuring out how to tell a story through a video. It just kind of came to me. It was interesting. Yeah, the lesson there is you don't know you don't need to know how to do something. You just start doing. You just do, and sometimes just you do. get lucky. Yeah, just just do it, I guess. As they say. <laughs> For me, my fact about me of the day this weekend, I had a birthday party in Chicago, which was at a bowling alley, and I had not bowled. I'd probably gone once in the last two years. I bowled one game while there, cold turkey, no pre bowling. Uh, this is actually done in a bowling alley with manual pins. There's actually a guy in the back who puts the pins up and down and get this. I bowled the greatest game of my life. Really? A, a two Oh three. Nice. Four Great. strikes in a row. Nice. It was, it was a nuts. I started to feel the pressure near the end because two Oh three, I don't ever bowl. And I now have the score sheet of what will probably be the greatest game of my entire life. Nice, dude. Look at you. Yeah, 10xing my bowling game. I love it. <laughs> so it brings us back to today's topic, and it's actually going to be a mash of three different things that we want to cover based on what's gone on in the world of sports over the last two weeks. Uh, Brian, first thing I want to do, talk about March Ad Sanity. Who was our winner? Oh, Pizza Hut, man. I went I went down hard. I think let's see. I'm pulling up the record record books. You picked Buffalo Wild Wings. I picked Wendy's, but Wendy's got knocked out by Reese's Pizza Hut. Uh Pizza Hut ended up winning. It was Reese's versus Pizza Hut in the finals in the championship and Pizza Hut destroyed Reese's. We were looking at overall engaged social media engagement during that um, 24 hour period, Pizza Hut over 11,000 engagements on social, Reese's 610. Wow. And for me, that is no surprise. The second March Madness started, Pizza Hut was everywhere. And I mean everywhere. Other than the opening day of March Madness, I didn't really see too many of the brands that were in there, except Pizza Hut was everywhere. So big shout out to them. They certainly uh, made their presence felt and more importantly, the engagement numbers, because that's what we care about. We don't care about impressions. We care about engagement. 
Ain't that right, Brian? Absolutely. And Pizza Hut wiped the floor with Reese's and everybody else. They just crushed it. 11,000 engaged, over 11,000 engagements, public engagements during that final day of the championship. So kudos to Pizza Hut, man. They were, uh, they were killing it the whole time. They, they did a lot of, and they did a lot of stuff that was also tied right back to, um, March Madness, right? Like they had one where they were cutting the pizza, uh, or they had the pizza cutter and they were cutting off the, um, the actual basket. Uh, off the hoop so like it, it, they did a lot of cool stuff and and they crush it they did a good job tying it back into sports all right next thing brian the masters we talked about this at the end of last week and it could not have been set up better for golf fans sergio versus justin rose final pairing neck and neck they're tied going into 18 both of them have an opportunity to win the masters both of them miss a putt. It goes extra innings. And what I'm thinking here is the missed opportunity the Masters had for social engagement from the fans that are all around there. Because when you look at the pictures, you just see hundreds and thousands of fans all staring upon this one moment here. And if you think about it from any other sporting event, anytime something absolutely just earth shattering in the world of sports happens, you're going to get a thousand different angles from it. Here's somebody on the baseline of a basketball game. Here's someone in the rafters. Here's a fan doing this. But for the masters, all we've got is what was televised uh, on CBS. So Brian, is that a missed opportunity or is it refreshing that the masters is one of the rare places you can go where everybody isn't just with cell phones. Like if you were to go to a Kanye concert, you're just going to see 9,000 cell phones in the air. What's the better way? The masters are the losers of sports. And I'm going to tell you why, because that is the dumbest, stupidest move that any organization or brand or sports conglomerate could ever ever do you mean to tell me in 2017 when video engagement and social media engagement are the number one way to connect with your current fans and new fans and build engagement and drive sales and get people to show up to the next masters did you actually ban phones and video cameras from the masters it is stupid and they deserve to not be around in the long haul because of it straight up i mean we know just based on what we do here at Bulwer Why, what I know from video, from social media engagement, it is the number one way to communicate with your audience, period, end of story. And the minute that you tell your audience to not share, to not take videos, to not promote your event out into the World Wide Web where literally there is an infinite amount of other human beings who could potentially become your customers and be at the next Masters, you deserve to not be around any longer. So honestly, I, I think it's, insane and ridiculous and anyone else out there that is thinking about or works in an organization that's thinking about banning social media or holding it back do not do it you have such a huge advantage by make it easier actually you know what make it easier to have fans engage with your content and share it give them an opportunity to do so it's free marketing for you Nothing else needs to be said. I completely agree with you. It is absolutely archaic that we don't have 8,000 different angles of Sergio Garcia nailing a birdie putt in overtime or in the playoff to win his first Masters because it was just the narrative. The Masters was a top five trending hashtag I saw in SportsCenter yesterday. You're telling me video wouldn't just blow that up to a new level? Of course I it would. Oh, my my good my goodness. That was more hypothetical, of course. All right. Last thing, Brian. Another thing blowing my mind. 
Cubs opening day is today. Woo. And guess what Chicago did? We have people, there's bands in Chicago right now playing Go Cubs Go outside of Wrigley Field 12 hours before the game even starts. But guess what Major League Baseball decided to do? You know what? We're good on opening day. We don't want to start it in Wrigley where everybody is losing their collective minds. Here's what's going through my thought process right now, Brian. It is dark outside. It is going to thunderstorm exactly between 5 and 7 p.m., exactly when I want to go up to Wrigley to experience everything. And here's the thing. I may still go up to Wrigley to experience what's going on despite a thunderstorm. And that is what Major League Baseball is completely missing about not doing opening day in Wrigley is it was it's a spectacle up there. Everybody is so excited to celebrate the Cubs victory, yet Major League Baseball somehow missed the boat on opening day saying, you know what, let's quietly open on a Sunday at noon Rays versus Yankees in Tampa just blows my mind, Brian, because there's so much activity and excitement. This is like the Masters Junior. This should be broadcast. They should be broadcasting what's happening now in the streets, outside, with the bands, doing interviews. This should be an all-day event. They should be broadcasting it. This should be turned into videos. This should be turned into live broadcasts on the networks. This should be live-streamed on all their social media networks, telling the story through the lens of what it is like to be a Cubs fan right now in the streets for this opening day or well you know not for MLB but you get what I'm talking about right like that needs to be the narrative that needs to be the story they're missing the boat and anyone who doesn't see that as an opportunity to really why would you not pivot your whole brand your whole story around this opportunity from the winners from such such a historic event from a city that has such passion where people are outside literally just playing on you know playing band songs all day long waiting for the game to happen such a humongous opportunity being left on the table yeah, look at this. I'm not even going to go to the game, and I'm willing to take a train in the rain just to be up in Wrigley just to see what the experience is like. It's- yeah. yeah, it just shows the passion level of the fans. You got to use that passion level, right? It's all, all that we do all day, dude, is we tell stories. Marketers are storytellers. Video is storytelling. Social media is an opportunity and a place to tell stories. This is an incredible story. It should be the number one story with MLB. So, Brian, I think what this episode has taught me is that we may want to create something where we talk specifically about brands who are missing opportunities or not doing things correctly. Because we're looking on this episode, we had two brands that are major that didn't do something correctly. And then we had one who did something very well. So maybe it's a winners and losers type podcast. I don't know. Hey, man, maybe it morphs into something like that. But I think regardless what you and I can do, like we did a little bit in here, is let's just pull that stuff out and let's 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 give an example of what our listeners can do to to either not do it or do it a different way so that they can benefit. Yeah, here's one thing for you guys based on the Cubs thing, experience, 100%. How often does somebody come 12 hours before one of your events just to be around the atmosphere? That is the... Those are the fundamentals, just like we talked about with Disney. You need to have that in every single thing that you do because when you do, people get excited. Oh, absolutely, man. It's all about the story. Let's just tell it. Let's be it. And when the story's real, when the story is real and you're not manufacturing it and you are just documenting it and showing it and bringing it to light, it makes it so much more meaningful to the people who are passionate and care, whether it's a sports team or a sports brand. You 
do real. Do real, regardless of what your, your brand is or what your team is. Do real. Tell the real story. You have real stories. Find them, pull them out, and tell them. All right, time for today's action item. And I want to hear from you guys. Are there brands out there that blow your mind at what they are not doing? Or what would you like to see Brian and I do better? Hit us up. We want to hear from you. 